This is Shop Talk with Jeff and John. This is a podcast about bicycles and all things bicycles. But it's more than that. We also discuss our adventures, not only on the bike, but off of it as well. We may or may not be experts, but we definitely have something to say. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shop Talk. How you doing, Jonathan? Happy New Year! Happy New Year, because it's still the New Year. It, the honeymoon for the New Year lasts through like February till till like Valentine's Day. Yeah, and then the honeymoon. Like, then the honeymoon's this is over. And you actually, gotta... you know, a new year. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, you're like, okay, when is the year over? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get? I'm ready for the new new year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so our new year's shaping up to be pretty good so far. I mean, if as as we reflect on how we ended the year, and uh, yeah. so I know we got a little long winded uh, last episode, but it was fun rehashing and just living that story again and the fun that we had. I don't know, and I think when 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 we rode. And, and it actually started raining. We all literally at some point cheered or were happy, kind of just like, because this is what it's about. I mean, I, I genuinely felt that, like the camaraderie, the, just like we mentioned before, the, uh, the friendship and the close bond that we have as friends, and then experiencing this, even though in some people's eyes it, it could have been like a uh, uh, it's it was a short trip or this trip or that trip, uh, you know why did you carry that gear or what are you doing this for? It's like I'm not and it's like we've talked about I'm not doing it for any other reason but for my enjoyment and to have fun and the simple fact that everybody that we're doing it with has that same mentality really intensifies the fun yeah. that you have right. Does, yeah, I, I didn't. Does that I, make sense? I didn't feel like I had to prove anything to you guys. Yeah, um, absolutely like, not. It just, yeah, it was yeah. good. So and like and I know it, it, we're raining and you know we you look at everybody and it's you're smiling and everybody gave a thumbs up and it was just you know there there were some things that weren't fun like I E flats and you know and being in the rain for eight hours if you look at it and you step back and look at it a different perspective it's like wow how could that be fun well. It was the purpose of the trip, to learn what we could put up with, what worked and what didn't work. And uh, last episode, we told quite a few stories uh, about the fun. I'm sure we're going to intermingle some stories this week as well. But the goal of this episode, because we have a, I, I say a big trip, a big trip for us. Mileage is going to be about the same as what we did on the overnighter. Um, but we're spreading this out over over three days. And way more climbing like the first 25 miles that we do i think we get about four thousand feet of climbing yeah this this one might hurt a little bit (laughs) yeah so since we know that and this has been part of the plan as as think back in episode 15 when this whole thing started talking and things started getting into motion and we realize, hey, well, let's 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 make an agenda. Let's have a plan. And we all know, I mean, you all know that Jonathan and I do a trip every year. So we sort of forego, we, we didn't really do our annual trip that we normally do in October, November, because we were planning and getting ready for this trip, which was a pre-trip 
for our big trip. Yeah. So our annual trip is now being moved to January or, you know, this month. Um, so, but we did a lot of little things leading up to it. Uh, one of the things Cameron uh, and I participated in just because I, I wanted to be sure I was prepared. We did uh, a bike, uh, bike and beer Wednesdays. We would hang out on Wednesdays and I would pack things, weigh it. Okay, that's not going to work. Take it out. Just picking gear and just because they didn't want to buy new gear like like you. I wanted to use the equipment that I have other than equipping the bike to carry right. the stuff. Yeah. So and then having literally only five places to put stuff, you have to figure out what's going to work, what's not going to work, what can go here, what's going to go there. How would you do it differently? So. Each week, I had a different configuration on my bike as, as what was being put together. And finally came down to a sleeping bag, a bivy sack, a ground cloth, a change of clothes, uh, a warming layer to put on and off while you're riding the bike, and a hard shell or a rain jacket. Uh, the rain jacket, I think, moving forward will still be part of the package, but it's not going to be used for running because I got hot. Like we talked yeah. about last time, I got really hot wearing that. So just figuring out how to pack all this and then what you're going to need in a moment's notice. Like you said last week when it rained, we weren't expecting rain till the next day. So all your rain gear is at the bottom of your panniers. Yeah. So what I really wanted to kind of focus on this week is uh, takeaways, some things that we learned, things that we would do differently or yeah. things that we would take or not take as we gear up for our trip here literally like next week, I think. So yeah. very, very soon. Um, so that's sort of the uh, idea that uh, I had for this episode and uh, we'll sort of see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, any any more fond remembrances of, of the trip that, that since we last I, talked? No, I mean, I'm, I've been looking forward uh, to this uh, recording uh, just because um, there, were, there are more than enough takeaways. Uh, there are things that I just thoroughly enjoyed that I, I, I want to talk about. I want to share, you know, um, uh, and yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, get to commiserate, you know, in some of the, the, the sucky moments of it. Um, but, uh, man, just, I learned so much from the trip. Um, um, just heck, I learned so much about myself from the trip. Yeah. And I, and I think in talking and, and conversations that we've had, that's that's a theme that you've you've hit on a couple of times. Just how happy you were yeah. that you did it. Yeah. And 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 I know that your first experience with JT and we've talked about it in the past wasn't wasn't quite as jubilous as this occasion. Right, right. And it wasn't it wasn't because, you know, of of our dynamics of our relationship. It was the fact that it just, I hurt. I, I, yeah. I you know, the, the, the actual experience of me riding the bicycle, um, on dirt roads, um, it just killed me. And I didn't even, I couldn't even finish on day two. Like we literally had to call my wife to come pick me up, Right. you know? So, uh, the fact that, uh, Trina got to stay home and, uh, not have to pick me up, you know, uh, on this last trip, <laughs> that that was a winner. I mean, yeah. that's that you know, um, so yes, I uh, I expected I I was curious if I was going to do worse, right? I was worried about if I was if it was really going to hurt me or things like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I 
I also knew, you know, kind of going into the last two months of 2019, like I just, I've, I had been in a funk, you right. know? Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not even going to dare call it a depression, but it's just like, just things just weren't lining up. Right. You know, like I wasn't finding enough, uh, 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 me time. Um, uh, um, you know, our, our daughter's car died, you know, had to get another one, obviously cause that costs money. And, you know, yeah, just like, boom, yeah. just stacking things, and stacking right? and stacking. Yeah. Up. And, um, so yeah, the, being when going on 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 this trip was um just very exhilarating um brought joy back into my in, into you know my heart you yeah. know and um it's, it felt good it's like top ramen broth it it At warms two, the cockles of your heart yes <laughs> uh, yeah yeah no i feel good about it so again yeah. i i uh, i cannot emphasize enough i've been looking forward to this recording yeah so i feel the same way it's like and as i sit here and, and tell the story um the last time i rode my road bike actually rode my road bike was the last monday of august yeah but i've been on the mountain bike and been doing some mountain biking and, and having fun doing our thursday night rides and mine and Vinny's weekly ride, you know, getting out there on the dirt and just having fun, riding for ourselves. But this trip really kind of, and leading up to it, and leading up to our next trip, and just, I don't know, I like the planning aspect. I like the researching of gear, whether I buy it or not. It's like researching gear is fun. And, and, and watching videos about how other people pack and what they put in this particular bag or whatever. And just sort of getting ideas how you can make it fit your own. But then just a pure enjoyment that we had really rekindled or sparked a different level of bike riding. It's not, I mean, I'm sure I'll get on a road bike again and, and, yeah. and, and do that and have fun when the weather changes and it's warmer. We start getting closer to the spring or whatever. I'm sure I'll get back on the road bike. But right now, I really just like the slow pace. And like I was telling Cameron at work, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it's the enjoyment of the ride that it just really was fun, mm -hmm. you know, and just we're chatting, you're sitting beside each other. And then, like you said, sometimes you just sort of get in your own zone and you're just turning RPMs and you're just riding and it rains dripping off your, off your helmet. And it's just like, mm -hmm. and you're thinking, I wonder what those people on the train are thinking about me right now. Yeah. You know right? I mean? It's like, look at those crazy guys. But that, that it was, yeah. I, it was fun. And I, I don't think it, it'll I don't think there will be a letdown just because of the people we're going with. And I truly, uh, you know, uh, enjoy doing trips with you. So that I, I know that the, our next big excursion is going to be fun just because everyone has the same mentality and two of the guys going with us, this is going to be their beach trip. You know, their kind of first trip. So they're yeah. going to go into it all bright eyed and having fun. So I think, I think it'll be a really good trip. So, uh, to our, to our listeners out there, the next, couple of episodes could be all adventure biking yeah, eccentric because uh, <laughs> as we tell stories of that trip, there could be takeaways too. So just we've added six episodes to the 16 we've already had yeah. just by talking about our trips. So um, I, so I will let you start. Uh, what would be, 
I will. I, I guess I will say this: the biggest takeaway that I had, not the biggest, one of the takeaways that that resonates big with me, and we talked about it, was uh, was pace or or speed. Okay. Um, I had no idea what to expect or what to calculate or what to think. I generally thought that we could do 12 miles an hour, um, you know, on, on the ride that we were doing. Uh, and, and we probably could have if it weren't for weather, maybe. I don't know. Did the weather slow us down? I don't know. But at the same time, now planning our next trip and we're thinking about water stops and mm-hmm. and where we're going and how, what time we need to leave and what we're going to do when we get to camp, we have to calculate on nine miles an hour. So if we're doing 30 miles or 28 miles the first day, that and that's with no climbing. Right. That's, know, well, that's the problem, right? And, and so we know going in, our the 28 miles that we're doing the first day, 20 of them, 25 of them, yeah. we gained 4,500 feet. So that's why I had proposed. I, if if you remember originally, um, uh, um, our itinerary for day two on the return trip, right? You mm-hmm. know, uh, back to the cars was that, you know, oh, um, dude, like, you, you know, Jeff, I like you know to sleep in and let's like enjoy just being you know at uh, at camp and you know we'll we'll get going at ten, eleven because. I mean, you know, we'll be done in, you know, two and a half hours or things like that, right? <laughs> and then right. it, you know, started to kind of uh, become evident that, wait, wait a minute, this is, this is you know, heavy-weighted bicycles now. And, yeah. And, and I, I was under the impression there was going to be way more climbing. So I, it's somehow six miles an hour popped in my head. Really? Okay. Right. So yeah. I was planning on everything on that, and so I'm going six 30 miles that that's what we thought it was going to be you know it's like five hours right yeah. and then i know that usually five hours that's moving time so like an hour six uh, oh dang you know so by the time we were done with day one i'm going okay that, that we, we we did that nine miles an hour and uh we have to climb up tomorrow I think we need to revisit this and maybe leave by seven. Yeah. You know, um, because in it, cause it ended up being 40 miles. Yeah. So I'm like six miles an hour. That's still seven hours. Yeah. It's still. So yeah. It's so like, we, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's buy us some time here, you know? Right. But obviously it wasn't as bad going back up yeah, we, and then, and we ended up averaging 10 miles an hour. Yeah, we had legs and I think things weren't pretty good. But I think that's the thing. One of the big takeaways is, um, and we talked about it back during our trip planning episode, is like you have to determine everyone's capabilities and a distance and then realistically figure out what you're going to be able to do those distances in. So the Joshua Tree trip, just because I had a campgrounds laid out and how we're doing it, we're doing 28 miles each segment. So 28 miles to our first campsite. But I know that we're gaining... Right. A lot of altitude. So I'm still going to call that one six miles an hour. Yeah. No, that's so, probably a very, very, you know, right. after doing this and seeing how we went up the hills that we did go up, mm-hmm. you're, you've you got yeah. to account, you know, for time. Mm-hmm. And then on that same takeaway, 
um, because we're going into a part with no water, uh, I did not think about the amount of water that we would be drinking during the activity. Oh, really? I, I didn't. And I don't How know. How much did you end up carrying with you? Uh, three water bottles. Okay. Did you, how, how'd it go? I drank all of them each day. Yeah. Drained them dry. Yeah. And we're riding in the rain. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I did three liters too. And, mm-hmm. and as you remember, when we were at the campsite, I went to the vending machine twice just to get Gatorade, just, just to replenish. And so that morning I was, I was drinking a lot of water before we left because I knew, you know, uh-huh. to, to and drink. And you still drank three? Yeah. By the time we got back to the car? Yeah, I drank all three of my water bottles. So you went more than six liters. Yeah. Seven, eight, ten? So my takeaway on the water is Joshua Tree, I'm going to carry extra water for hydration. I'm carrying a Camelback, 70 ounces or 100 ounce Camelback. Okay. And I'm still going to have my three water bottles. That's just hydration. I'm carrying six liters of water to have when we get to the campsite. Are you? Yes. Because think about it. We were lucky enough. We had water at the beach. So we had all the, we drank the three liters. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and if we put that in a scenario where we didn't have water, now we have to replenish those three liters we drank. Yeah. And still have water to like function for so our I, food. So I, I, I had carried six liters there are three, three were in my, in my panniers uh-huh. and three were in my water bottles. So I killed my water bottles. I, I drank the, all those. Right. So by the time we got to camp, I had three liters left. Right. Uh-huh. Um, typically at camp, this is where it, we cheated because typically at camp, well, we are making top ramen. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're using water to right. boil things up or whatever. Uh, let alone, um, I, I use uh, usually use half a liter in the morning just to wash my face or whatever. Right. But because there was a water faucet, I ended up brushing my teeth, washing my face with that water. Right. And I probably ended up using like eight liters on that because the water just kept running while I was washing my yeah. face. And, you know, um, and then uh, we barely... Uh, we barely really ate anything at camp because we had Sonic. Yeah. We did the cursory, you know, top ramen just because, but it's, I mean, it's that a was tradition. still yeah. half a liter, you right. know, or barely if, if that. Um, so, I mean, I probably would have used eight. Uh, yeah. So I had six. I would have probably used eight to eight, eight or nine liters our whole trip. Yeah. So I benefited from that water faucet. And so that got me thinking. It's it is like I, I thought I had Joshua Tree planned out. It's like I'm going to take six liters of water. This will be the water at the camp. I'm going to take this. But the thing I forgot to factor into the equation, say we get to the camp and all the water we had for hydration is now we drank it. Yeah. We used it. Yeah. Now we have to take all of our camp water yep. and replenish all of our hydration water. Yeah. So now that's going to take your camp water and reduce it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I usually use two liters at camp. Yeah. So that that was the takeaway for me. If I have six, then I know I can use, I cook with two, right? The other four 
are going to be replenishing because this trip is planned that by the end of the second day, we have a water resupply. But we still have to start the second day with no resupply. With yeah. no resupply. So we have to resupply ourselves with what we take. Dang. So that, and then watching how I drank and realized that, dang, I've, I've already gone through two water bottles. Yeah, with barely elevation. Right. So big takeaway is hydration and water management, oh. I, th- I, th- I think, is one of them for the Joshua Tree trip. No, you're right. I, I, I hadn't put that together yet. Yeah. So, you know, and that's... You know, so that that we'll see how that one plays out. That's sort of okay. That's but that was a takeaway for me. Was like, yeah, I have all this water, but then I never put into the okay, equation. So here's re- here's what rubs me wrong, is that like, you know, JT's coming out with us, and well, he's not here to defend himself, but he's got he's got his bike packing set up. So how much water can he bring? Well, well, and and Cameron's the same way. Yeah. You know? I, I've, I've, I've put things on my bike to specifically to carry quantities of water because yeah. I knew the Joshua Tree right, trip was right, coming. Right. Now, I mean, again, to, to many of these guys credit, not just Cameron and, and, and JT, but these guys who do ultralight, you know, I mean, they're rationing. They're, they're, they are trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like they're just going in blind, but I don't want to ration, you know? Yeah, I don't want to be in a situation, yeah, where I feel like I have. Now, JT does have the uh, the, the the bottle carriers on his handlebars. Okay. They can carry 64 ounces up top. Okay. So he has that, and he has, the way his bike is set up, he has the ability to carry bottles on his frame. So he has the ability to carry a gallon Okay. on the bike. Okay. Okay. Now... Uh, depending on his food, I know on the, on the on the beach trip, he did like uh, non dehydrated food, so he didn't need to add water to his food. Yeah, so that's an advantage. Um, you know, I just don't want to be in a situation where like, ah, where's it, the water? You know, yeah, running out and looking for the water res- resupply. <laughs> but you know, oftentimes when you're eating MREs, you need water just to wash it down, <laughs> and then you end up consuming more water than yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh the speed and, and hydration were two key takeaways for me. Yeah. Meaning yeah. A we're not gonna get in a hurry and that's fine because when I used to camp at Joshua Tree and do all this at Joshua Tree, I've drove a Volkswagen bus. Again You were not in a hurry. You're not in a hurry. So this this I bring that same mentality to okay. this. So the takeaway is speed and you sort of how you plan your trip and then the hydration is really an important factor. Of that of that takeaway. Okay. I think the other takeaway for me is is what worked and what didn't work. And I think we talked about it a little bit last episode. I believe that a hard shell or a windproof, rainproof kind of jacket is important. A for temperature control at night uh-huh. where you're not on the bike. Uh-huh. But I found out I can't ride in a rain jacket or a hard shell. I personally felt too hot and the heat made me feel claustrophobic. I'd rather, so I took it off and just wore a vest. Now I think the hard shell is important, 
but it's more important for me, the takeaway is at the camp or what, if we stop, if we stop for an extended period of time and you're like damp from sweating, yeah. then you put the shell on so you don't get the chill and get, get the okay. cold. So that's why you want the heart shell. Okay. Yeah. It is basically as part of your warming layer, it's going to allow for things. Right. Um, and, you know, so I had that Eddie Bauer hard shell. Yeah, you know, and it was fifty percent off at the outlet, so I was completely stoked on that. Trina, both Trina and I, inhabit, you know, dude, and it fit good. It looked good, and it beaded up water like, it, like oh, did you see it beating? Yeah, it was like no water was getting through that thing, dude. Man. It was awesome, right? Yeah, no, that was all. Yeah, oh yeah, so it totally worked, you know. And I had rain pants, right? You know, um, and I, I had rain pants from like a few years ago for no reason at all. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, will these fit? And can I can I ride my bike in them? Yeah, you know, and they're not cycling rain pants, you know, a little, little tough to get on and off the bike. Oh, that was hilarious, right? <laughs> like they wouldn't stretch. So I'm like, I can't lay, not, raise my legs. They're and, not gusseted, and you oh, can't pick your leg up over the handlebars. Funny that way. Yeah, yeah, but it kept me completely dry, yeah. you know, other than my sweat. Yeah, and then. Um, I ended up grabbing those doggy poop bags um, at the campground, yeah. and I put those um, over my socks in my shoes. So you're, yeah, and I did dry too. socks. Yeah, kept the feet a little dry and warm. Oh, you did? Yeah, you did do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, All when right. we stopped, you gave them to us. Like, oh, I need to at least try and see how it works. But yeah, so my feet were comfortable. Well, because because um, I left mine where the, you, see, you could see the bag hanging out of my shoe. Yeah. I didn't see yours. Yours was clean. Yeah, I I. Basically kept it on the on the. I did it like toe warmers. Oh, got it. I just did it on the front half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All so, right. Yeah. And yeah. So your socks stayed dry. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it kept my toes warm and dry enough, so I never got cold feet. You got know what it. I mean? Yeah. So that's the idea of of the booties or anything on your shoes is so your feet don't get cold. Got it. So got yeah, it. I thought it worked. Yeah. It, it no, was, I was completely stoked on that. Yeah. So, so like yeah. Um, so as far as and then the clothing that I took. Um, and it worked for me. I took a thermal layer, tops and bottoms. I took a fleece top. I took a pair of convertible pants, ones where the legs zip off, kind of like nylon pants. Mm-hmm. And I, I obviously, and I took my, uh, my Patagonia puff jacket. The only thing I didn't wear was the Patagonia puff jacket. Okay. Um, I just at night. Yeah. Because to me, the takeaway uh, of, of this conversation is the ability to put on dry clothes or to take off sweat or salt crusted, just like clothes that you, you feel refresher and it kind of livens you up. Yeah. And I was able to stay warm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So did you have, did you wear the same Jersey or whatever both days? Yep. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like we talked about, I put all my stuff in a dryer just because I didn't, ha- I didn't yeah. want to put on wet clothes. Okay. But I wore, I wore the same bib shorts, um, the same jersey, and the same uh, baggies. So or- that's why, because you asked, like, oh, Jonathan, why didn't you just put your clothes with mine in the in the dryer? Yeah. Because I actually brought like, for what it's worth, a second set of clothes. Oh. Because I, because and I was doing that more for the rain issue, and you know, so like, okay, I knew rain was coming. Right. Um. I did. I. I'm not that good at planning in that nature, so I just figured I might as well just overpack. Right. I have room in my panniers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What sue me? Whatever. Right. It's, I'm the one that has to carry the weight. 
And so I did. And so, you know, I had my thermals. Um, I had knee warmers, right? I had yeah. my arm warmers. Um, day one, I was wearing my long sleeve jersey. Right. Right. And then with my windbreaker. And then I had, you know, I had the, the, the hard shell. Yeah. Right. And then so, um, uh, so day two, I didn't reuse my, my, win, uh, my long, long sleeve jersey. Sleeve. Cause that was still damp. Yeah. Right. But I didn't care. I didn't need to. So I had brought a, a short sleeve Jersey. So I put that on with my arm warmers and your hard shell. And then my, I ended up doing my hard shell yeah. cause I, I ended up peeling off my windbreaker, you know, in that first three miles of day two, because yeah. I'm like, this is, I'm getting warm here. Right. Yeah. Right. But as soon as I took that off, that was the key. Because air was, uh, and you know, I, I left you know my 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 hard shell a little bit open, so it was flowing yeah. in, and it felt great. Okay, so then my question is: Did you take the hard shell because rain was forecasted, yeah. or is the hard shell going to be part of your permanent kit? No, rain. No, it's not part of my permanent kit. Really? Yeah, it was only because of rain. Okay. I have windbreakers, and windbreakers, I've I've. I've had enough experiences over the years to trust my windbreakers that they actually break wind. Okay. So, and so, Josh, you're true. You're not carrying a hard shell? Uh, we'll find on... out what this weather is going to be, you know. Okay. But um, I, I technically don't need to. Now, you know, to the credit of the hard shell, it packs really small. Yeah. So it's not going to hurt me if I bring it. Yeah. You know? What the the one piece that I love of all my gear is my puff jacket. Right. I didn't use it, you know. Yes, and I didn't use mine right. either. You know, um, and and part of me was scared about using it also in the rain, right? Because you know, down it's not going to be fun wet. Yeah, and it doesn't insulate right. Wet. Yeah. Um, but uh, I there's been more than a few times that I've worn my down in my sleeping bag. Yeah. You know, and. It was. It didn't get that cold, or I don't know what, but yeah. I didn't need it, you know. But I, I feel like it so, doesn't take a lot of weight. Yeah. So you got so like a, a, a semi hard shell that, in place of a hard shell, if there's no rain. You have a windbreaker that uh, you feel confident to stop wind and help keep you warm at yeah, camp. Yeah. Plus, you're taking your puffer regardless, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. And you know me, I like to sleep warm at night. Yeah. I'm not a like, oh, it's just not cold. No, I, I, I want to be warm. <laughs> yeah. So I know you put on the layers. Yeah. So so uh, it's, the clothes don't seem that heavy. And I know everything adds up and everything yeah. like that. But, man, you know, for me just to sleep warm. Well, no. And, again, it all goes back. And I feel like, I mean, we may have beaten the dead horse. We're doing it for us. We're not doing the, the MDT or the Continental Divide Trail. We have to ride 100 miles a day in order to make the thing by 25 days. We're doing this for more camaraderie and fun and the experience of the outdoor and to enjoy the ride. So carry what you want to carry. And, you know, criticism, well, then I, I, that's fine. Yeah. I, I'm going to do what I want to do yeah. anyways type yeah. of thing. But for me, the hard shell becomes a, 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 a integral part of the kit because yeah. I'm going to use it yeah. as – as a windbreaker yeah. or yeah. as as a hard shell. Yeah. You know, so that's Have you been shopping? I have been looking. I haven't haven't bought it. Dude, anything. I'm telling you, man. I, I'm I, you sent me the Eddie code. Eddie Bauer is 50% off right now. Yeah. 
and crazy. They make some really awesome stuff. So yeah. anyhow. No, no. And I yeah. saw how your jacket performed. So it's, trust me, it's on the list of stuff I'm researching. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, I worked at Eddie Bauer when I was in college. Oh, did you? Yeah. You know, so I learned a lot about, about the company okay. you know, and stuff. And um, anymore, they have a different business tactic i don't know what but everything's like always on sale so yeah. i don't admit they might be hurting you know <laughs> um because college was 20 years ago yeah but i mean it was always a lifetime warranty mm -hmm. yeah you know I, some lady brought in like a jacket and a zipper broken it was like from 1980s whatever and got you a know, new one yeah i got a new one yeah like dang well Ari, i used to do that lifetime now it's like one year uh, or yeah. something <laughs> yeah yeah i know um so then so we talked about hydration i could throw in the food situation as well um food situation uh how'd you like my my uh korean uh korean ramen uh oh uh, the spicy seafood ramen yeah oh that was really good so because of bike packing and, and just limited places to put things. The takeaway is like, you really got to think food and the flatter and more packaged that your food can be, uh -huh. i.e. like the tuna packets, Yeah, you know, uh, things that can lay flat where you can have four meals that take up a half an inch. That's huge. So this is almost MRE time. Yeah. Our MRE style packaging. Yeah. You know what? If that makes any sense, I'm probably going to take, a dehydrated food or two, um, just because I know that halfway through the trip we can replenish water. So I'm not, you know, it, for one, I'm taking biscuits and gravy for one of the meals. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, no, no. So I already ordered up, you know, mango sticky rice, uh -huh. right? And that's a dessert or a breakfast. Right. Right. Oh, I guess it'll be a dessert because clearly the biscuits and gravy are coming. Right. Right. Um, and then I got some uh, Thai curry something that I'm looking forward to trying. Look, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, but all that's going to use water. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, the, the, so the food, you know, there's a takeaway and we haven't quite figured it out. It's Dang. just there's just going to be a little more. Dang. So do you sacrifice weight for lack of cooking something without water or do you sacrifice water and cook in and being able to have dehydrated food. So that's still it's still kind of a, a, a slippery slope. My, my bike just might end up weighing over a hundred pounds with water this next trip. But keep in mind that we're not doing all three days without No, I know. Yeah, I know. I, but like if you're said, I mean, just three liters for hydra hydration riding. Then you gotta replenish those three liters. That's six. Yeah. Right? And then two liters for camp night one but night two we get to replenish yes okay yeah so eight liters yeah to get through the first day okay. and a half. all right well, so it's yeah. an extra four pounds on top of what i'm doing yeah so i mean Not bad. I, so as we as we experience and get better then we we can plan trips where they're yeah where a we're filtering water and you know our you know, yeah. we're, we're, I'm carrying a trailer with a 10 liter dromedary on the back of it. So yeah, that type of thing. Um, gear and tools. I think on that takeaway, uh, what the biggest thing for me, and you've seen my bike, and I, I think it's been posted on Instagram. 
I put the water bottle cages on the handlebars, and I put a water bottle cage directly on, on, on the stem. Yeah. But on that middle water bottle cage, I put that Bontrager toolkit. Yeah. And to me, because of the situation that we had with the flats, to be able to take that off and have everything, to me, that was huge. So not that you want to have your tools readily available and or have to need them, but having your tools readily available, yeah, I thought for yeah. me personally right. was beneficial. Right, right. And, and the way that I had my tubes attached to my bike. So basically I could change a flat or work on my bike without having to get into any of my stuff. Got it. The tubes were accessible. The, 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 well, your stuff is harder to open and then have to repackage. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because yeah. frame bags and seat right. bags and handlebar yeah. bags. Because my early panniers, I have found it very easy. Dude, that's like opening a trunk of a Civic. Yeah. They're like, you're, you're, I'm, and like I told you on the trip, riding beside you and watching you ride and even if you're going uphill, your stuff didn't sway. Your stuff didn't move. You, your rig is solid. I mean... I'm impressed. Your rig is, it's like, wow. I like, I like your rig. Wow. It, it's, I like it and it suits your needs. I wanted to try just something different, but I also found out that I could pack backpacking style and carry a trailer if I was to extend this thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then you put your other necessities in the trailer and the trailer yeah. rode good. Oh, that would be another take. The trailer was like phenomenally how it rode behind me, you know? Even on, I never like pedaled down the hills, but, you know, hit 25 miles an hour on a couple of the downhills with all that weight in the trailer and it tracked everything. And the trailer didn't wobble or bobble around, you know, bounce yeah, on right. the speed. It didn't mess with your stability yeah, or no, control. So it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. But uh, so the gear and tools, I think having the tools uh, relatively available yeah. and, the, and like the tubes outside of, for me, how I pack, sure. having it where I wouldn't have to go through stuff to get yeah. to it was was good. So I don't think I'm changing any of that. I'm probably going to be adding one or two items to the toolkit. I think I want to put hand sanitizer. I want oh. to have I want to have that little relative available and a little four by four piece of uh, like chamois cloth or shamwell just to wipe your hands off if you if you're because you know we were in the mud. When we you, now, do you carry that anyways? But it just wasn't in the same vicinity. I, I have one in my mess kit. Okay. So, but and for the same thing, wiping out yeah. your pot and you know yeah. to wipe your hands off. But I think having it and the reason I thought it was important, my glasses. I didn't have windshield wipers. If I had a little chamois cloth that I could just grab yeah. and just sort of wipe off the glasses, so. Little things that I'm going to add to the toolkit just Got for it. convenience. Got it. Uh, that would be it. And then um, the biggest takeaway, uh, and, I, and I think every, I said this about every one of them, the biggest takeaway, uh, you and JT were on road bikes. Okay. I feel as though I, 35 miles on a road bike, I, I don't get uncomfortable. I don't have saddle problems. I don't have hand problems. I don't have shoulder problems. 38 miles on a mountain bike with very limited hand movement, hand Uh being able to change your hand position Mm -hmm. by the end of day two was really starting to wreak havoc. So I need to think about a, maybe shortening my bars about two inches so that I'm not like stretched out like I am on a downhill run Sure, and maybe bar ends. 
Got it. Either in the middle of the bars or Got on it. the ends, just to change your hands around. Got it. Because that hurt. Got and it. then the biggest thing for me and everyone that looks at pictures, and we've even had people comment on social on, on a, a blog that you've posted pictures. The nose of my saddle is elevated, and everyone wants to know why. It's like, well, if I feel like I'm falling off my saddle otherwise, and it doesn't hurt, it doesn't bother me, everything still works. I like it. Yeah. The saddle's my saddle. Yeah. But sitting on a mountain bike saddle with the, with narrow, um, it didn't hurt like the butt muscles. It literally hurt the bone. Yeah. Like I, the sits bones were painful. Yeah. Like when we stopped to eat, it, it's like I well, I volunteered to eat because I had to get off the saddle. <laughs> you know, we were only, right. and, and this that was, was day, only... well, this was day two. Yeah. I didn't feel it so much the first day. Yeah. Okay. It was really after about two and a half, three hours on the second day, I was like, man, got it. this is just hurting. And then, so after that stop, I was good again for another two and a half. And it wasn't until like the last 30 minutes of coming up to the finish line mm. that I was having to stand up. Oh, got it. But okay. Okay. halfway in that morning, I was like, okay. if I don't uh -huh. get off this saddle, uh -huh. I'm, it's going to take eight hours just because I can't sit down. So I need to go with a wider saddle. Or something well, to so again, you know, I sh I, I talked to you about my saddle, right? I, yeah. I put on a commuter, uh, comfy saddle, right? And dude, yeah, I I, I did not have any such issue. Yeah, so it, like you said, it the the legs you felt that you rode the eighty miles, that's fine. But what literally hurt was the yeah. the bone under yeah under the muscle. That's like because you're just that hurt and yeah. that was just painful. Yeah. So yeah. Got to experiment or experience a saddle mm -hmm. or figure out the saddle mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. The water, I think we've talked well, about. Well, what's crazy right now, you know, I mean, maybe a side note here, but, um, you know, I, I, I've been doing saddle pressure mapping at work. Right. Right. You know, yeah. for our clients. And a winter saddle that's been popping up is a $50 commuter cushy saddle that has, that relieves so much pressure um, around the groin uh -huh. like we're, we're literally analyzing scientifically based off of a pressure map right that, that, that you know the riders are sitting on and i'm, I'm and I'm, we're testing them out through different saddles like high performance 150 dollars 300 dollars saddles and the pressure ratings are like huge right you know in 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 in, in certain spots and then finally i'm like okay Let's think outside the box here. Let me put on a comfort saddle. Right. Like a saddle for a hybrid, a saddle just for normal, like 50-year-old grandma type saddle. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, the pressure zones are low. They're down. Wow. You know? And and, and it's taken a couple of, 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 you know, our clients to kind of like, have like a, a paradigm shift in their brain to go, oh my gosh, like every, I, people are going to laugh at me, but dude, if this is going to work, I don't care. Right. And I'm going to be able to ride over 40 miles without pain. Exactly. Yeah. And dude, it's, it's literally happening. Like I'm selling multiples of these, of these saddles. Well, I may have to check that out. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And they're wider too, right? And yeah. It's, they're yeah, wider. Your they're bone contact. There's cush. There's just stuff happening. Yeah. So. Dude. 
Yeah, so, I'm serious. So saddle, that's, that's yeah. a, you know, another one that's up there. Yeah. And then um, I think the thing that I would need to rethink is, and I pretty much already have, is this is the sleeping shelter situation. Yeah. So what's the deal? You, you mean you're you're going back and forth with bivy tent? I don't get it. Yeah. Well, and I had a I it was eye opening on the trip we just did. Okay. Now we all had tent, and I and I told you I was taking the trailer A for firewood, and uh-huh. since I'm taking the trailer, I want to carry my three person backpacking. I've camped on the beach with it before tent. Okay. Just, just because I wanted a tent. Sure. Now what got me thinking was we lucked out. That the that the rain broke. Sure. That we were able to set up. Okay. And so what got me thinking is like I I have you know the bag carrier up front. I have a sleeping bag and a bivy sack, in a in a waterproof compression bag that sits up there, two and a half pounds of shelter whatever it is. Sure. But if it's raining like it was raining, do I, I want to pull out a sleeping bag inside a bivy sack? Now I'm soaking wet. I got to climb into something soaking that's going to be wet, and I'm actually somewhat protected. I, to me, none of that added to the fun factor. Okay. Because... Of the bivy sack, you mean? Yeah, because I got the whole bivy sack thing by watching people who are doing the CDT. It's like they're sleeping cat naps, you know what I mean? They're like, they're rolling out, they're climbing into a bivy sack and they're sleeping for three hours and going again. But most of our trips that we're planning on doing, we're, we're camping. We want to do okay. something at, right. the, at the location. Okay. And say it is, we go and do our Joshua Tree trip here in a few weeks, and it is weather. Yeah. I, you know, I feel it's mentally refreshing to be able to climb out of the weather. If that's getting into a one-person tent by yourself, but you're not being rained on, right. I think that's going to be huge. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. And the ability to, like, maybe take your wet clothes off mm-hmm. and put something dry on without getting wet again. Yeah. So... The riding in the rain changed my whole thought process on a sleeping shelter. Got it. And then I know that that it's your your setup. You have a tent. You like it, and you're carrying. You 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 like I said. You have storage space for it. Yeah, so, I have a two person tent. So you're good. Yeah. Uh, and then JT, the first trip he did with you, he didn't really have a good tent, and he froze and didn't have fun. But since he that, had a good tent, no, he had an awesome tent. He just brought the wrong sleeping bag. Oh, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. So for this trip, he did. He has a different tent, though. Uh, apparently. Yeah, so it's yeah. a new tent than right. what he had before. Right. And he brought the right sleeping bag. Yeah, So he, because his whole process leading up to the trip was he was not going to freeze. Yeah. And I looked at his tent, and I'm thinking, okay. His tent was nice. That's yeah. a nice tent. I it's like that one, tent. A single marmot tent, yeah, It's right? the marmot uh, Tunston. Got it. UL1P. And it was like 300 bucks or something. Yeah. Right. Super. And it freaking rolls up the size of a softball or something. Yeah. It fit, you know. Dude. Takes up only like two and a half or three liters of your storage space. Craziness. Under three pounds with poles and rainfly. Craziness. So I looked at that and that got me thinking, you know, as much as I want to do the Joshua Tree trip with a bivy sack, mm-hmm. there's that off chance that there's just going to be weather and I'm going to have no way of getting out of it. Yeah. And then not getting out of weather could mm-hmm. could make the fun factor Wait, not so as fun. Wait, so what tent are you going to bring then? How are you going to pull this off? I'm I'm 
trying to work with JT. Oh, got it. Okay, to, so you're gonna you're gonna pick up a marmot. Yeah, got it. Okay, I, that's right. the goal. Because otherwise, you're in trouble. You don't have a tent option. I, I don't have a tent. Got option. it. So yeah. you have to do this for your set for your setup. Yeah, if I want to do that setup, if I want to continue the way I'm doing the setup, yeah. then I need to look at that tent. Understood. Or I just ultra light it, or like, and and just bivy sack it. I see, I see the legitimacy of needing to make this purchase in your situation. Yeah, I would hate to be in your situation because I don't want to spend three hundred bucks. Right. Um. So I'm glad I'm not you right now. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You 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 need this. Yeah. Just right. just it's just a creature cumbersome. Which being. goes to show. That's why you carry what I you carry. carry what I carry because I can carry bigger stuff and yeah, I not and, have to worry. And it all goes back again, things we've talked about in our, in our common theme of trips that we do is being comfortable. You know, so I and thought And not being broke. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that I could, you know. Dude, I okay, I, I kid you not. I I I bought an REI tent that ended up weighing five pounds and uh, I spent 160 bucks on it and that was on sale. Yeah. Right. And then the week after, because I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm still shopping for things. And then I'm at, I'm watching Walmart for some stupid reason. And they had a tent that looked like my tent for 20 bucks. Right. No, I remember. And I'm like, okay, how many tents do I have to break? Or be miserable with to make up for the hundred sixty, you know That's that I just like eight spent, tents. yeah, right. And I have the year uh, uh, warranty, warranty with uh, REI. I can return it. And it was just like, okay, so I ordered it. I still own. I still had the R, uh, the REI tent, but I'm like, I ordered the Walmart tent. Yeah, I used it the first time, and I went, oh my god, like there's no difference. I'm totally fine. Right. Right? Yeah. And yes, it doesn't pack down to the size of a softball. That's the only kicker. Yeah. Beyond that, I spent 20 bucks. So much. I ended up spending 40 because I bought a second one just so that I could use, have a second one. And and like you said, if the first one goes bad, it's 20 bucks. You spend that at McDonald's on a lunch. Dude. Yeah. So I ended up returning that REI tent. Yeah. No, I'm you know? so like well, I right now I do not want to spend any more money on a tent. Yeah, well, the whole reason I have two bivy sacks. I have two down <laughs> sleeping bags, which is the whole reason I've sort of my arc went back to this way. Hey, I can sleep in camp without spending any money. I still can. I mean that Yeah, I mean, okay. So leading up to it, unfortunately, like you you just have to watch weather. Yeah. And if there is no weather, then I then can just rock it, right? No, if if there's no weather in the forecast other than wind, because I've bivied at Joshua Tree and at 29 Palms. Uh-huh. I've bivied at 29 Palms for six weeks through sandstorms and wind and all of that. We just didn't get rain yeah. when I was deployed out there. Um, and the rain that comes to Joshua Tree comes in, in torrents and, and, and it's going pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there, I can deal with the wind. I think I, uh, that would be no issue. I'm just worried about wet, being wet, getting up wet, changing into wet. So if there's if there's definite moisture in the forecast, 
then the tent becomes okay. a viable option. Yeah. If it seems to be windy and dry, yeah. uh-huh. then I'm doing the bivy and sleeping bag. You just got to already need to get the tent. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, Otherwise, and, you, you can borrow my second tent. Yeah. Or we can sleep together. Yeah. We've done you know, that before. Right. On our first um, trip. So, but yes, for, for your future stuff, you're going to have and to then, figure out. And then, like, you know, at the beach trip, my tent is, is 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Certain things of it, you know, like the the rain fly, the flap that goes over yeah. the zipper got caught in the zipper. Yeah. And went to pull it out, you know, I put a six inch shrimp in, in the in the sure. zipper flap. Yeah. But everything else about the tent works and it's good okay. and it's fine. All right. So so let me rain on your parade for just a moment. Go ahead. I mean, your marlin has rack mounts. True. No, I know. And and you were just like, hey, I, your panniers look I have and all that, but also I have the trailer and you have a trailer, you know, if I could do the same setup that we did at the beach, I think more for the Joshua tree trip for me, uh-huh. it's more of an experiment okay. with the ultralight aspect sure. of, of this whole thing. Yeah. But I came to the realization, even if I keep my bike set up with the bike packing gear, the frame bag, the seat bag, and all that, sure. I can still carry a trailer. You can, yeah, And yeah. just, there's other things that you could carry. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, if we're needing more water, there's water that could be carried back there. Firewood, too. So, you know, I have the ability to set this rig up for an ultra-long-distance ride, but this ride, because of the type of things I've done at Joshua Tree in yeah. the past, yeah. I want to experience... The ultralight or the bike packing okay. aspect of it. Sure. So yeah, there's there's ways to get around everything yeah. that we're talking about. I right, could right, I right, could right, I still don't right. have to buy a tent. Okay. Anything okay. that we do for now, I can carry a trail and carry one of my other tents. Sure. But this is just more of the uh, okay. evolution right. and learning yeah. type of well, thing. Well, hey, again, I mean, and, if, if Santa's good to you, you know, been good to you, and uh, <laughs> like, cause that that's a nice tent that J, JT has. Yeah. You know, not gonna lie. So I yeah. just. Yeah, don't want to spend the money. Yeah, well, no, right. I, I, but right. like I said, it's one of the, it's just something we're weighing out. Yeah, you know, right. and I have like a week to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> right or two, whatever it is. Sure, so, no, no, yeah. So you know, we're okay. watching the weather and looking at things. So, um, and then I don't know if it was. I, I think it may have been a takeaway for you, but it's something we talked about after the trip and posting some things. You posted stuff. On like a a forum, yeah, right? I did because I wanted to share, and maybe I shouldn't have shared. And and it and it's funny because I we use these forums sometimes for information and see what other people are doing. Correct. But man, social media is a bitch. Yeah, right. Because my t- my perspective was that i'm on these forums so that i could look at other people's setups and i go oh sweet you know and then when if if i'm interested in it then i will respond to them and be like oh hey you know how how did that work for you how are you using that where did you get that from yeah right right okay nowhere in my mind am i thinking hey uh your 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 your, your handlebars are installed incorrectly or uh, why are you using those pedals? Those those are stupid. Yeah. Or you know, like oh, that's 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 uh you know a a big seat you have. Yeah. But yet, 
people want to nitpick on your rig. Yeah. And how you're doing it and telling us, telling us people who are doing it for our own reason that we're doing it wrong or you're doing this wrong or why are you doing it that way? Well, like, I'm not bike packing with you. I'm, right. I'm, yeah. The people that right. I'm with understand When what, I'm on the forums, I'm not even telling them who I am or in the sense that, you know, I'm not a 20 year veteran of the bicycle industry. Yeah. I'm a certified bicycle fitter. Yeah. Well, yeah, people were hounding you on the height of your saddle. Yeah, and right? And like, oh, <laughs> your, your seat's a little low. And I'm like, oh, so you're implying that I'm short. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I was just really saying that, you know, your seat's too low, and so it might hurt your legs. And I'm like, okay, I'm short. That's why it's low. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and I was so ready just to, to call out, like, I'm a certified bike fitter. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I know. And but I'm like, no, uh-uh, nope. Um, that that's the last thing I want to do, you know. So, so now the so I feel the takeaway to social media is social media among friends and people that we know and don't yeah. don't. I mean, you know, and, and it's that's the it. same thing. It's like you don't ride with certain groups or certain people, but just because it's that oh you didn't hit that jump, oh you're really going slow. I got you on Strava. It's like eh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm riding for fun. Yeah, you know, I look yeah. at Strava to see if I'm improving totally. and getting better. So, totally. So yeah. Yeah, that it. I just uh huh. Yeah, and so that I learned I, my lesson. I guess that's my first four way or uh, segue into um, people are mean on the internet, pretty much. Yeah, you know? they think they're being helpful, right? And I think that's every intention of it all. Yeah, but you're, they're just. I mean, it comes off as being. It's just like yeah, I didn't ask. You yeah. know, I mean, I, again, my whole perspective was I thought that. I was I was just wanted to contribute so that people can see our setup, right, and then get some ideas from it. Yeah, but to, I don't need your critique on. Oh, you carried all that for an overnighter? Well, oh my god! Well, yeah, we did because we were shaking down to see what would work. We purposely, well, even, but I mean, so even shaking down, um, I still need to sleep. Yeah. So a tent's coming with me. I still need yeah, sleep bag. What am I not going to take in an overnighter? And the firewood was heaven. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I don't get it. I don't understand what I'm supposed to sacrifice for a one-night trip versus a four-night trip. And see, and that, I think, sums it up perfectly for me. Why am I going to go on, on, on and, and I know that when we've bike, backpacked and we've hiked, yeah, there are times that it's hard and it's like you've, you're suffering or whatever. But at the same time, why am I purposely going to set myself up for misery for me to go out and have fun, i.e., why am I going to leave things at home just so I can say I did a three-night backpacking trip or bikepacking trip with four pounds of gear? Yeah. I froze to death every night. I wrapped myself in a thermal blanket. Right. I didn't eat, uh-huh. you know, right. and I drank puddle water, <gasps> but that's not it's my hard. idea yeah, of fun. I'm, I'm just finding it hard, and, and I mean, I, I'm... I don't want to come off as I'm, you know, knocking, you know, the ultralight guys or, or knocking anyone who differs from our opinion. Yeah. But there's I found r- my comfort zone. Yeah, there's room for... So you do you, boo-boo. You, that's what I'm saying. As long as you're out there riding and, and if you want to suffer and, and, and get by with two pounds of stuff, thumbs up to you. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, by the way, don't come into my tent. <laughs> because you're cold right don't ask me for more water because well, well, like, you well, ran out of water well jt's a perfect example he learned 
that he doesn't want to freeze at night. It so, was rough. It was rough, right? I mean, he admits it, so we can talk about it. No, openly. no, no. It's one of the things it, he it, talked about. It was about. rough that, like, because on JT's and my trip, uh, it got down to twenty three degrees, yeah. and we didn't expect that whatsoever. Right. And he had a 40, 50 degree t- uh, sleeping bag. Yeah. You not, know, not and then so that night, like, I boiled up water. I put it in the Nalgene bottles, let him sleep with the Nalgene bottles. Um, yeah. I, I had extra um, 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 hand, warmer. hand warmers, right? Yeah. And then I gave those to him. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not, you know, I'm. I'm not the guy that's going to rub it in like, oh, JT, I told you so. Yeah. But I knew that I needed to be warm. Right. So I, I had my stuff. You had you your stuff. I mean? Yeah, no, that's... You know, and, and yeah, JT did suffer that night, you know? And, and, and then was, leading up to this trip, every on our group text, yeah, he talked about, I'm taking this, I'm taking this, because yeah. I'm not going to freeze. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. 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 Fun, but to what extent? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So... Um, don't judge me for what I'm carrying. I'm not having you carry it. Yeah. I'm carrying it. Mm-hmm. And if I choose to carry it, that's yeah. me. Yeah. And if I end up posting something that, hey, guys, you know what? I had a really hard ride. Um, can you give me some advice? This is my gear. Yeah. Then fine, right? Because I've invited that, right? right? What, you know, what, what, whatever. But no, I just like, hey, guys, you know what? This is what we did. This is what we did. You know, we had this fun. Was fun. Really? Did you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, forget that. Yeah. So, um, but I don't want to end on that note. No, no. I don't want to end on that note because okay. that, that, that got negative for just a moment. Yeah. But it, it was a bummer, but I'm, well, no, we're done I just, with that. Uh, as takeaways, it's like you, yeah. you have to be careful what advice you seek yeah. or what, what, what input you're, you, you're coming back. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're soliciting. You know, that's, that's yeah. the only takeaway. Right. Um, you know, do what you want to do, you yeah. know. And just and let right. people be them, I guess. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, the biggest takeaway again, I've had five biggest takeaways, but if I had to sum it up, <laughs> I apparently don't know what the word biggest takeaway means. You don't know what that means. Um, inconceivable uh, is the absolute fun that you can have. I thought, you know, conditions be it what they may, yeah, getting out there with your friends for the right reason, for fun, and for camaraderie, and to have a good time, and just to see if you can do it, and to do it successfully with with no mechanicals other than flats, no injuries, yeah. you know, no bruised egos, nothing, just like, and actually, the core group of people, stronger and more more of a bonding situation. So that takeaway yeah. is 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 what it's all about. Getting out and experiencing doing things with friends and people and having that collective memory yeah. when it's all said and done. So all the other takeaways lead up to a very memorable yeah. 80 miles on a bike, a very memorable 48 hours spent together in yeah. what some people could say crazy conditions, Yeah, you know, Yeah, yeah. but just yeah. fun yeah. and totally 100% looking forward to yeah. the next trip. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And okay. as, okay. as, uh, as my, as my adventure, uh, I'm apparently your second adventure partner cause you live with another one. So <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, somebody's a little jealous, jelly much. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I enjoy trips with you. I enjoy sharing the adventure, the stories and, uh, and the thoughts afterwards. So as always, thank you for uh, joining me and 
this year i look 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 for i think i think uh 2020 is going to be very promising for us jeff yeah i think so it looks to be we're already yes. on a roll so yeah good no, times good no, times it'll be good and uh, yep that's it you can see the weekend from here guys get out have fun enjoy do what you want to do and uh do it for you jonathan appreciate it see you next time happy new year <laughs> see ya see ya